people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and there's some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kalouris, and here with me today are my fantastic, funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. What's up, George? What's up, Abigail? Hey, hey. And Abigail Williams. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing good. Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of What's Making You Laugh. Each of us are going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh? This week, I'm laughing at the 50 best dad tweets from 2020 in honor of Father's Day. It's been on my mind. I wanted to know what the oh, world was, was saying. That's appropriate. Oh, I, stuff out there. I like that. I'm laughing at the Garfield phone mystery solved. Garfield phone? Like the cat? We'll have to find out. It might be the president. <laughs> okay, you took it to such a cool adult place, and I'm like, that orange cartoon cat? Okay, Alex, what are you laughing at? A little birdie told me a story about a lady and some eyelashes possibly getting bit off. <laughs> wow, that reminds me of the woman who put Gorilla Glue in her hair. Mm, could be similar. Maybe cousins. Who knows? I want to know more about these dad tweets. What about you, Alex? I'm with you, George. I love a good theme. Okay. I'm going to give you guys an excerpt from BuzzFeed's article, The 50 Best Dad Tweets from 2020. We can put the link in the bio if you want to go check out the full list yourself. But here were some of my personal favorites. Robert Knopp says, good news. My son cleaned his room. Bad news. He found his harmonica. (laughs) I've been there. Rodney LaCroix says, can anyone recommend a good wine that pairs well with the teenager's attitude? No, but I could think of a good sparkling beverage, Mr. LaCroix. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Simon Holland says this. I want my 13-year-old to understand how important honesty is, but also know that she is 12 when kids eat free. Oh, I get it. Oh, my gosh. You guys are, you guys are obviously so not parents. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, why she got to be 12? We used to go to Golden Corral, kids eat a certain age, and all of a sudden it's like, how old are all five of you? Under 12, I'll tell you that. I own restaurants, and I have given up on regulating that. It's a thing. Way too cute girls love eating off the kids' menus, so they go like, look at me. I only eat child portions. Like, we all know you're having a whole pizza when you get home. Though I will say it pisses me off when I'm told I'm not allowed to order a kid's meal when I genuinely am not that hungry. If they bring me a meal portion that's the size of my head, I'm not excited about that. James Breakwell says, five-year-old, do I have to fall in love someday? Me. No. Five-year-old, good. I have stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I'm talking about. A child that gets it. (laughs) Here's another one from Zach Riley. My son asked me, where does poo come from? I was a little uncomfortable, but I gave him an honest explanation. He looked a little perplexed and stared at me in stunned silence for a few seconds and then asked, and Tigger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I did not see that was coming. I know. Daddy Doubts says, my toddler shouted, I need a break from all of you, and then locked himself <laughs> in his bedroom. When we asked what happened, he replied, nothing. I'm just being daddy. 
Michael Rooker can relate to that. <laughs> Rodney LaCroix also says, great news. I got a 100 on my son's geometry test. Vinod Chaparu says, my children wanted to play restaurant and are very upset because I told them my place does not allow kids. <laughs> I agree. That's my kind of restaurant. Nothing hurt my heart more than when someone called my bar a family restaurant. Oh, no. George is like, absolutely no, was not. I, over my dead body. <laughs> right. That's and really that funny. that wraps up some of the best dad tweets from 2020, according to BuzzFeed. I wanted to discuss something that was inspired by a tweet I saw by a guy named Miles Klee this week. Mm. Miles posted a tweet that says, Augustus Gloop did nothing wrong. If you don't want children drinking out of your chocolate river, build a normal f- factory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> I, know, you know, I mean, gross. think about it. You gave them a tour. You told them to eat anything they wanted to. And now you're like, but not the chocolate river that has so much chocolate in it. Exactly. I spent some time thinking about this and I rewatched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory this week. It's um, a delightful movie. Which is great. I love this movie. And I didn't really ever have bones to pick with it until Miles pointed this out. And he is 100% right. Look at Augustus. Don't worry. He can't drink at all. Augustus, sweetheart, save some room for later. Oh, uh, Augustus, please, don't do that. My chocolate must never be touched by human hands. Please, don't do that. Don't do that. You're contaminating my entire river. Please, I beg you, Augustus. My chocolate. My chocolate. My beautiful chocolate. Don't just stand there. Do something. Help. Police. Murder. Now, for people who don't know, Augustus Gloop is one of the children that get a tour of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. He's a rotund German kid who loves to eat. Rotund. I got to stop you there. <laughs> Just like that you use that word. Okay, sorry. Continue That's on. the one that hasn't gotten canceled yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he ends up falling into the chocolate river while he's drinking from it. And then he gets caught in the pipes that lead to the fudge room. And he may or may not have died in the end. I was always really afraid when I watched this movie. That kid is actively drowning in chocolate. It's really scary. They never say that he's fine. In my mind, I always assumed he died going down the There's a whole other sub conversation that could be had about the torture that those children went through just because they were coerced into going to this candy factory and tempted and but coerced. They were not coerced. They wanted it with all of their being. But I don't think that they deserved to die. After Augustus falls into the river, the chorus of Oompa Loompas come out and they sing a cautionary tale of greed. But they straight up just fat shame him. Right. Yeah, They're like, this is what you get when you're true. fat is like the line from the song. If Willy Wonka didn't want anyone drinking from that river, he should have made some precautions. I saw this. There is not a rail. There's not a mm-hmm. sign that says don't drink from the river. Not even a rope. That's true. The whole factory is OSHA non-compliant. Mm-hmm. This is not yeah. a safe workplace. Not it's only after Augustus drinks from the river that Willy Wonka even says anything. Meanwhile, mere minutes before, Willy Wonka singing about the chocolate as a world of imagination. Mm-hmm. He encourages the children to everything. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. says to them, I have the quote, almost everything you see is eatable. 
I mean edible. I mean you can eat almost everything. Then Augusta says, let me in, I'm starving. <laughs> mm. That would have been a perfect opportunity. Yeah, that's the time to say, but don't, don't drink from the river. Yeah, like you're about Girl. to go into a confectionery garden of Eden. Don't touch this one thing. Right, that's mm. your one thing. That's your fruit. Don't do it. He didn't tell him that till after he was already lost in the magic of drinking. Yes, exactly. So they're all running around eating flowers and mushrooms and even buttercups and saucers. Yeah. By the time Willy Wonka says anything, it's too late. By that point, Augustus is all in. He's like a fat kid drinking from a chocolate river. He's in the middle of ecstasy. That's <laughs> like stopping someone in the middle of sex and saying, nope. No sex. No sex. It's like turning the hose on them. They were already there. They were already on their way. How vastly different you all's analogies were and how effective they both are. I just. It's true. It's outrageous. Also, guys, I'm going to propose another Funniest People conspiracy. I watched this over and over and over again, and I'm pretty sure Wonka knocks Augustus into the river with his cane. He kind of does look like, like he hits him in the butt with the cane. And he then wants he falls him right dead. In. Yeah, he, yeah, he wants, wants him dead. That's what I'm saying. That's the theory I'm talking about. I'm with you, George, because I think Wonka lured these kids to the thing with these golden tickets and tortured them. He was knocking them off with canes and yeah. feet. I'm just saying. I don't get Wonka's end game at all. What kind of succession plan is this? You're going to put an international lottery that lures five children to your factory in hopes that one of them doesn't die and also happens to have the managerial and business acumen required to pioneer <laughs> a global chocolate brand. Oh, How right. the mind, Willy Wonka? <laughs> well, in his defense, everyone did think that, even in the film, that he was eccentric crazy they were right i bet you that factory went out of business within a week who walks out to a massive crowd pretending to need a cane pretending <laughs> to be handicapped and then doing somersaults as if to laugh and spit in the face of people with an actual walking problem yeah. <laughs> if anybody deserves the bad reputation it's willy wonka yeah the last piece you get is him screaming at and shaming a child <laughs> a child to the ground ripping him to shreds for and drinking some soda child- yeah, and then when the child comes in and Barry says, I'm sorry, he's like, oh, now I'm going to give you the world. Okay. What kind of test is this? An apology from a kid is a sweet thing. You literally scared the H out of this child. You <laughs> shamed him to the ground. Just feels a little harsh. I'm with you. Guys, this made me think of a few other pop culture miscreants who are getting a bad mm-hmm. reputation. So I want to really quickly put out some defenses for some people that I think get a bad rap. Okay. We've discussed this okay. before. The Wicked mm-hmm. Witch. She handles things terribly, but ultimately, Dorothy killed her sister and stole a precious family heirloom. Now, I've always halfway been on her side. She was kind of, to the land, a really bad dictator-type person, so I only feel so sorry for her. But at the same mm. time, this felt like a justified reason for her to be I overreacted. I agree. But definitely, I can see her side. I empathize. Right. Regina George from Mean Girls. Mm. Okay. okay, you're going to Every- have to sell me on that. Everyone hates Regina. Why? Because she's confident, athletic, beautiful, smart, clever, and a natural leader. No, everybody hates her because she says, you think you're pretty. And then she said, thank you. And she's like, oh, so you think you're really pretty. What a bee. She is keeping people on their toes. 
She is a natural leader. If mm-hmm. she was a man, she wouldn't be called a mean boy. She's an honest That's friend. True. And Gretchen did need to stop making up slang. An honest friend. <laughs> That's not true. Is it really honest to try to set somebody up like that? Although I'm with you on the man bit. That's for sure true. She would not be looked down on were she a man. The last person I want to defend is Ursula. This is the one that really got <laughs> okay. me. a real sales you know pitch what? for me. I think I'm team Ursula, too, but I want to hear where you're coming from, George. Let's go. She's got my favorite villain song, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. A song, Abigail, in which she explains to the T the premise of their agreement. Here's the deal. I will make you a potion that will turn you into a human for three days. Got that? Three days. Now listen, this is important. Before the sun sets on the third day, you've got to get dear old Princey to fall in love with you. That is, he's got to kiss you. Not just any kiss. The kiss of true love. If he does kiss you before the sun sets on the third day, you'll remain human permanently. But if he doesn't... You turn back into a mermaid, and you belong to me. No! She also sabotages her. Fair point. (laughs) (laughs) But hold on. There's a theory about King Triton and Ariel and her family being like colonizers of the sea, and they oppressed Ursula, and that's why I root for Ursula. (laughs) Mm, There's something up there. (laughs) Ursula had her sign a contract. No other villain has you sign a contract. All the terms were there. And That's then, true. Is Ariel an idiot? Absolutely. Yes. Was Ursula's mm. theory about what men wanted in dating outdated? Yes. But ultimately, <laughs> Ariel screwed up. She made a bad decision. She shouldn't have signed that contract. And Triton straight up kills Ursula to get his daughter out of a contract. Mm. Okay, mm. but wouldn't you have done that if it was your child and she's coming at you and she's got these massive eyes and she's this massive giant octopus trying to take down the whole ocean and she stole his triton? She took his decorations. I guess she should be murdered. Hey, that thing was a magic wand, essentially. Once again, Ursula get fat shamed just because she okay, grew to be no, the largest she, creature okay, in all the ocean. That's outrageous. Doesn't if mean you she had say, to die. That wasn't fat. That was giant. <laughs> and I'm going to stop there. I'm not giant shamed. Ursula. Yeah, okay, well, I am. I got one more thing I want to say. Her eyes turned yellow. Her teeth were terrifying. Did you see that crown on her head? It was like a little nightmare. Besides the fact that he put Flotsam and Jetsam after Ariel the second that Ariel was out, and you know that's true. She would have had that first kiss. She would have met the contract's deadline. That is true. Flotsam and Jetsam knocked her out of the boat. Flotsam and Jetsam, and she knew that. Yeah, okay. Still here Let's for Ursula. I'm gonna say <laughs> Ursula is misunderstood, but much like the Wicked Witch, not fully innocent. Yeah, I'm with exactly. You. She's not fully no, innocent, okay. but that song also redeems her a lot because it's a phenomenal she, great song. She, an octopus, a natural creature of the sea, is mad at King Triton, this merman, and his mermaid daughters coming into the ocean as people fish. Taking over the ocean. <laughs> Actual fish, Abigail? Mermaids did not come from the ground. According to evolution, it was the other way around. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's I'm a really saying, good point. Abigail. 
are mer people the missing link between amphibious man and walking man? They've got to be, right? I, I guess mean, so. The only thing that really makes sense. Centaurs don't make sense. Horse people, that's fake. Yeah, mer that's people, ridiculous. maybe. Yeah, that makes total sense. Poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> Go ahead. Make your choice. <laughs> so good, Ursula. I love you. Speaking of things that we don't always agree on, bringing back this spelling bee bit. What? Oh my gosh. My idea, not agreed upon with every host. You just said a game. (laughs) It's a game. Um, it's a great game. You're the worst. Last, yes. (laughs) Last time George said we should do a college level one and I was like, do they have that? And the answer is no, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. But I got scared. Went to the official spellingbee.com instead of getting words from Catholic schools like George. (laughs) And I found the true list. And it's basically broken up into three difficulty levels. 1B, 2B, and 3B. And today, my friends, George and Alex, I am going to give you guys some words from the 3B. Done. Alex, what? Okay. I think here is where we should play. Someone here is being a 3B. Whoa, that was way too strong. George, since you hate this the most, you're first. I just, I've already been the champion of this game, and I'm happy with my title and didn't want to have to defend it. Half of these words I can't say to you because I don't know either how to pronounce them or what they mean. So I've picked the ones that are the most familiar to me personally. Okay. okay. First word, palindrome. Mm-mm. Damn it. That's right. Watch out. Palindrome. P-A-L-E-N-D-R-O-M-E. Palindrome. Incorrect. Damn it. Okay. You're actually really close. Is it the I instead of E? Correct. P-A-L-I-N-D. That was pretty strong. Okay, Alex. Badminton. Badminton. B-A-D-M-I-N-T-O-N. Correct. I'm calling it because nobody pronounces it that way. I was thinking that as I said it. Actually, I would say badminton. It's too bad, and she got it right. She could have said E. We're moving to the next one. Okay, George. Next word. Gorilla, as in gorilla warfare, not the animal. Give hot Cheetos to. I know the other one. There's no well. hot Cheetos here. <laughs> okay. G U E R I L A. Ooh, you were so close. Two and L's? here's the real kicker. Actually, there were two options they give for spelling this word. One option is the preferred spelling, and the other one is one they'll accept anyway. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> you are on the vein of the one they'll accept. G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A. Damn it! That is the one. You were very, very close. The official one that they prefer, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Alex, your next word. Incomprehensible. Okay. Incomprehensible. I... N C O M P 
R E R E Hensible. H E N S A B L E. Oh, Alex, you were so close. Oh. You got all the way to the end of that Is mile. It I? It's I. Incomprehensible oh. with an I. You were so close, Alex. That hurts me. You and George are tied. We're going to go uh. through two more rounds. Okay, George. Wait a, minute. Wait a minute. You guys are not tied. You've missed two. I've gotten both Alex wrong. Has only missed yeah, one. No, we're you not tied. Mm. Mm. No, I'm a cheater. <laughs> wow. Okay, noted. Here we go. Aspersions. A S P E R S I O N S. Correct. Very good. I'm proud to say you got it. It's because of this politician years ago who confused the word aspersions with asparagus. And oh, I, wow, that's I, I remember that they're spelled similar. Okay, Alex, here's a hard one for you, ah, George, shit. that I'm giving to Alex. A lelopathy. <laughs> oh, my God. Just give it to George. I don't even. What? A lelopathy. A That is correct. Can she have it in a sentence? Oh, there's. A usually negative effect on the growth or development of an organism of one species. Oh, a lullopathy. Caused by a chemical released by an organism (laughs) of another species. Okay. I have heard this word before, which is the only reason I'm bringing it in now. Okay. And it's a lullopathy. That's right. A lullopathy. A lullopathy. My God. I I feel like. There's at That's least 40. three letters this word can start with. There's 14 oh L's, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Which of the three I'm going to pick? Right. Mm, I'm going to say A. We're going to start there. Yes, I think that's um, a good start. I'm on your side there. Alelopathy. Oh, my God. I'm pissed. Alelopathy. Okay. A-L-O-P-A-T-H-Y. You missed the Lello. Yeah, you missed the Lello. I'm stressed. Mm-mm. Is that, so she I'm said, done. I'm stressed. A L L E L O P A S P A S H. Why? Let's move. Let's leave that word in the trash. That word doesn't belong anywhere near us. I I am on your team. I'm on your team. I'm hurt for you. That was a mistake. I really got mad. You'll never see this side. We've got one more word for each of you, and then we're gonna wrap this party up. Oh my god. Okay, George, let's make it quick. Nefarious. I've been described this way, but yes. never in writing. <laughs> N-E-F-A-R-I-O-U-S. You got it, boy. Oh, wow. wow. I am so impressed. Good work. Okay. Ooh, I'm sweating. Oh, Alex, gosh. Okay. you've got this. Last word for you. Asparagus. <laughs> oh. like aspersion. Yeah, but not. <laughs> asparagus. Oh, God. A S P A R. I hate words now. I always Listen, like this. You're doing great. I hate words. Oh, my God. You shouldn't I say that, words. but you are. Okay. Asparagus. A S P A R A. G-U-S? Yes, yes. (laughs) Guys, I gotta tell you, there were a million words that I couldn't even pronounce, like longevous, not sure. Zachary, unwanted but not unwanted. Sacerdotal, 
I don't know. Guys, there were so many I couldn't even say. Pseudonymous. That would have been a good one. Ooh. I missed an opportunity. Mm, but now unfortunately, we will never be doing this game ever again. Retired yeah, I think we've, so I think long. We've hit to the end. <laughs> I think we've made it to the end of the spelling bee stretch. And thank you guys for coming with me here. I don't know who the yeah. winner was because I also can't count. Just like I can't spell. <laughs> I think the English language loss. Now that you all have stressed me out, thank you, Abigail, I thought it would be fun (laughs) to laugh a little bit. While this isn't news, technically, this is something that's been, like, trending on the Internet that has been cracking me up. For whatever reason, the girls today are revisiting lyrics from our favorite songs from the early 2000s. And they're going back to these lyrics and recognizing that we were foolish, in our ways, in our thinking, and probably singing a lot of bad advice out here. Originally, the conversation starts around Destiny Child, very popular song, Cater to You. Let me cater to you, because baby, this is your day. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, a song mm. about a woman loving her man so much so that she wants to cater to him. She'll drink his bath water. She'll do all that she can to what? maintain Her figure from the day that she met him, she'll keep her figure tight. She doesn't care what her mother says or what her daddy says. No, no, no. That's what Beyonce screams and yells at the end. Like, they are just Mm. head over heels for these men and will cater to them head to toe. So a lot of people have been looking at these lyrics and saying, what? I don't relate. And there is a petition to cancel cater to you. Just Google it, y'all. Let's cancel music. We really need to. That takes me into the theme of tweets. I found another thread on Twitter about the same thing. The Pan-African princess started a thread on Twitter, and she said, can we start a thread about how some of the R&B girls were dragging it to hell with some of the lyrics? Promise, it was never that serious. When Mary said, and she's talking about Mary J. Blige on the song, Mm -hmm. I'm Not Gonna Cry, When Mary said, would stop breathing if you told me to, I'm not going to cry. Mary, baby, I can't relate. Oh, no, I love that song right (laughs) now. I I don't think that's good, Mary. I don't think you should sing about that. No. He shouldn't ask her to stop breathing, though. Don't take her up on it. I might act like I'm not going to breathe, but in the background, I'm like, like I'm taking in all the air. Like, no. (laughs) Another one that tickled me, Janae Iko. There's a song, Drake and Big Sean. And the lyric that I love me enough for the both of us, to which Hey Laylee on Twitter responded, girl, that's literally a trauma response. And you singing it in italics doesn't make it any better. <laughs> she does because make it beautiful, her, though. Yeah, she that's does. The thing that you're supposed to sort out in therapy, that you are loving someone enough for the both of you. That's a little deep. So it got me thinking about songs in general. And I want to ask you, George, Abigail, what songs out here have given you bad advice? Any song by any of the Disney Channel girl stars like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, we're all dishing out some pretty awful advice. They're 16 and they're like, I'd go all the way for you. Wow, 16. You've got a lot of life to live here, girl. 
I got to start with Britney Spears. Now, technically, this wasn't in the 2000s, but it was right on the edge. December 6th, 1999. She releases <laughs> a song called Born to Make You Happy. I feel that the title alone, I could stop right there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a mic drop. Starting out in therapy for you. Yeah. So I'm going to read you the chorus because the verses, I'll just kind of bolster this one idea. I don't know how to live without your love. I was born to make you happy. Because you're the only one up in my heart. I was born to make you happy. It hurts me to say that. Always and forever, you and me, that's the way our life should be. I don't know how to live without your love. Because I was born to make you happy. I hate it. Oh, I can't. Was she singing to Justin? That's extra heartbreaking. Ooh, you know. That didn't work out, Brittany. Either way, it's not true. And I don't think that much of what she's done has made him happy. Okay. (laughs) The last part I want to read from the song, from the bridge, I'd do anything, I'd give you my world, I'd wait forever to be your girl. Just call out my name, and I will be there. I was born to make you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Go to therapy. Get please. a puppy. Oh, boy. Right. Find a new hobby. Yes. Okay, George, what you got? I was thinking about Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know. And mm, you love her so much. I'm a big fan and I remember this album and I remember this being a big song and my friends and girls I knew just really sing it as a, a powerful female anthem. But in You Ought to Know, we hear the one-sided rant between Alanis and her ex who unceremoniously bails on her. Alanis is mm. struggling with that place in a breakup where you're hurting all the time. You're in so much pain. You don't know how to go on and you assume Ugh, they're feeling that. that pain too. But then you find out they're not sad. They're happier without you. Or and that's like somebody a else. Horrible yeah, place to be. So Alanis feels emboldened and entitled to call him in the middle of dinner, no less with a really passive aggressive message. Then she compares herself to the other woman, asks some really personal questions. And it really got me wondering. <laughs> I just love that you said personal questions. Like really like personal she questions. obviously wants it to be personal. <laughs> uh, so I imagine what this conversation must have been like, what this phone call must have been like. So I wrote a little scene for us. Hello? 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 Uh, Alanis? Alanis, is that you again? I asked you not to call here. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I want nothing but the best for you both. It doesn't sound like it. I just have one question about this quote-unquote older version of me. Okay. Is she perverted like me? Does she go down on you in the theater? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alana, that is so inappropriate. Does she want to have your baby? I bet she'll make a really excellent mother. I, I don't, I don't know, Alana. We've been dating for like two weeks. I guess the love that we made wasn't enough for you, no? Does she know that you told me you'd hold me until you died? Uh, no. <laughs> well, buddy, you're still alive. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. Is that why you called? I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. Oh, don't you worry. I'm well aware of the mess I left. You ought to know. It's not fair to deny me of the cross I bear that you gave to me. What does that even mean? You seem very well. Things look peaceful. 
Are you creeping in my windows again? I thought you should know that I'm not quite as well. Look, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that, Alanis. I really mm. am, but mm. but, I, but I gotta go. Oh, <laughs> I need to bug you in the middle of dinner. I don't think you do. This is this... a slap in the face. How quickly I was replaced. We broke up. It happens. Are you thinking of me when you her? What is wrong with you? Every time I scratch my nails down someone else's back, I hope you feel Whoa. it. Whoa. Well, can you feel it? Okay, I'm going to go now. Please don't call back. Was that her again? Yeah. She said I ought to know some things. What you ought to do is call the police. <laughs> George, are these some actual <laughs> lyrics from this song? Or the exact yes. lyrics she oh sings God. from the song. <laughs> right. George, mm-hmm. this was a genius idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. I'm telling you guys, 25 years ago, this was an anthem. Now, this is terrible advice. You are yeah, not going to no win anthem. this guy back. Like, oh, man. He's moved on. Yeah. You should, I think- too. He should have moved on yes. because I think you're a freaking psychopath. She's very intense. She feels very strongly. Is she perverted like me? What kind of a question? <laughs> <laughs> Just say you a freak, girl. E, why you have to say yes. it like? As a PSA, no one should ever call their ex and ask if he can feel your nail scratching down someone else's back. That is not empowerment. It's madness. It's actually terrifying. What Alanis really needed was a big bottle of Cabernet, a BFF, some 90s angst music, and to just get it out of her system. And some strong therapy. And I don't say that with judgment. As someone who loves therapy in my own personal life, I recommend it to you out of love, Alanis. Oh, man. Well, Alanis wasn't the only one to go through it, but I've thought about how not only has pop music betrayed us, but so have our musicals. And I thought about the lyrics of Satisfy. Oh, by yes. Angelica. Oh, man. And Hamilton. Yes. Like, girlfriend. It's Hamilton. a problem. It is a problem. It's beautifully orchestrated. The way it's staged is wonderful. I'm going to skip a bunch of the backstory, but yeah. then we get to the meat of the issue. Girlfriend sits here and tells us. I remember that night. I just might regret that night for the rest of my days. I remember those soldier boys tripping right over themselves to win our praise. I remember that dream like candlelight, like a dream that you can't quite place. But Alexander, I'll never forget the first time I saw your face. If you know anything about Hamilton, you know who Hamilton ends up with, and mm-hmm. it ain't Angelica. Then she continues. I have never been the As a woman who has never been satisfied I'm sure I don't know what you mean You forget yourself You're like me I'm never satisfied Is that right? I've never been satisfied I'm gonna tell you why you're not satisfied, Angelica Because you loving people and then you letting them go mm-hmm. you didn't well, That's have exactly them. the problem 
Nobody told you to self-sacrifice just because you're the oldest. I get it. It's mid to late 17th century. You're the oldest. You have to marry an heir, somebody that brings honor to your family's name, blah, blah, blah. But you know, you thought Hamilton was fine as hell. You let it go because you just accept not being satisfied. You're, you're right. It's really heartbreaking. But I think the hardest part, Alex, and where she gets a defense is because she looks over at you know who who's looking helpless. I get <sighs> that emotion, too. It's just the self-sabotage. I want us to love ourselves. You don't have to go through that. And Angelica Schuyler just oh. wasn't her strongest moment of advice for us. And Hamilton, either, because he was funky, too. You just have to see the musical. That is the most painful song of unrequited love since Eponine's song from Les Mis. It's heartbreaking. I don't know who had it worse. Anytime I hear Eponine's song, I just almost start sobbing because I feel that on such a deep level. (laughs) Give up. He's not into you. You're super cute, Eponine. And a really great singer. Go and find another person. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Like You're a beautiful girl. You're street Mm -hmm. smart. You've got what it takes. Get out there and leave this guy on the table. But then she dies in his arms, and that is so sad. Spoiler. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me down this deep dive into Bad Advice lyrics. I'm glad to know that I am not the only one that has been misled and misguided by some Hmm. of my favorite songs. What say you guys? Is this a wrap? I think this is a wrap. I think it's a wrap. Great piece of inspiration, Alex. That really took me to (laughs) This is a public service, Alex. You've done your good for the week. That's right. I do what I can. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. We love you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. Bye.